and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. How to be content even in hard times. In yesterday's post, I mentioned these last two chapters in Paul's letter to the Philippians have verses that I memorized and use every day. I hope that you'll take them for yourself as they are pillars of Christian living. From 2008 to 2010, I was unemployed. Yeah, that's two years. God led me to these passages to help me understand that I needed to trust in him only. I can't rely on myself, people, or the government. Only Jesus. One day in church, a friend came up to me and handed me an envelope. I didn't open it until I got home. In it were two $50 bills. Instantly, without even thinking about it, I took one of those bills to a neighbor who I knew was also struggling with finding work. He had a wife and two kids. I handed him the $50 and told him God told me to give this to you. Later, he came by to thank me and told me that he was able to pay the electric bill and prevent the power from being shut off. Paul knew the Philippians were dealing with several problems. Besides false teachers, they also had conflicts among the members. He addresses that here. But most importantly is the words of encouragement, words that never grow old and are pertinent for us today. So here's Philippians chapter 4. And Paul writes, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syndicate to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Here, Paul says again, stand firm in the Lord. The only way to do that is to be rooted in the word. If we have strong roots in God's word, that's the Bible, the gospel, then when we're attacked, when we hear false teachings, when we face life's hardships, we can handle it with God's help. I've seen churches split because of petty disagreements, and I've covered some of them in the recent series I did on church history. There were schisms caused by arguing over what type of bread to use in communion. What does it matter? We're supposed to be on the side of the gospel, preaching the gospel, along with all co-workers, all Christians whose names are in the book of life. Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? I have a link in my blog to a 
specific article I did on that. Continuing, we start, we're in chapter, uh, verse 4. Chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. We are living in the last days, people. Six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I pray these verses every night. I've told the story of when I was unemployed and my church was holding a 24-7 prayer event. I prayed for an hour, not thinking I could even find enough to pray about for an hour. But afterwards, I felt this incredible peace. I proved verse 7 really works. That's why I pray it every night so I can have peace to sleep. I use the Hebrew word for peace, shalom, which is actually, it's a, it's a bigger word than just peace. It's wholeness and completion. Um, and, and I pray, and the shalom of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Messiah Yeshua. That's Hebrew for Jesus Christ. I pray God's work, word, God's word back to him. And it works. Continuing with verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Usually we let our minds rule our hearts. What, what do you think about? What do you let into your mind? And that covers social media, TV, movies, gaming, music, books, videos, etc. Do they fit the list? Okay, let's go over that list again. Are they true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy? Now that's something to think about. Believe me, I, I can't stand to be on Twitter very long just because it's not true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, or excellent, or praiseworthy. Only some things are, some, some people's posts are, and I try to just stick to those posts. But if I click on over to what's trending to see why something is trending, it's disgusting. I'm offended. I, I can't, you know, I can't stand it. Why can't I stand it? Because it doesn't fit this list that I'm supposed to just focus on and think about. True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Click on my blog. I have that list. Co copy it. Keep it. Print it out. That's what you should look for. Okay, then Paul says to put into practice what he's taught them. Hey, that means reading the Bible and obeying what it says. No ifs, ands, or buts. 
being content with what you have. We continue with verse 10. Paul writes, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. During my two years of unemployment, I lost my house that I had just renovated and spent a good chunk of change into it. I ended up living in a friend's spare bedroom, then a bug-infested apartment until I eventually got a job and got back on my feet and found a decent place to live. These passages taught me to be content with what I have, no matter the circumstances. Cory Ten Boone, I'm sure you've heard about her, she spent some time in a German concentration camp where her sister died, all because she helped Jews by hiding them in her house. And she said, wrote, You'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Let me say that again. You'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. We can be content even in hard times when we focus on Jesus in the Lord. No one else. Not Mary, not a priest, not a church, not the saints, Jesus. As Paul says in verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. That's the NIV version. Another version, the NLT reads, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Through Christ. Not through a church, not through sacraments, not through anything else, but through Christ who gives me strength. My strength comes from the Lord. Okay, continuing, verse 14, Paul writes, his final greetings. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering and an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Final greetings. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. And this last 
paragraph verse 22, all God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Now, we're, we don't know exactly where Paul was. We know he was in prison. So it was the last the, the tail end of the book of Acts. Um, he was in prison for a while in uh, Caesarea Maritima, and that was still in, in Israel. It wasn't Israel then, but um, uh, in the land of Israel. Um, and then in Rome. So we don't know exactly if this letter was written from um, Caesarea Maritima or from Rome. But what's interesting is the Romans that were around him, whether it be Roman guards, servants, um, people who belong in Caesar's household, they all became Christians because of Paul. (laughs) So God had a purpose for Paul even in prison. Besides the letters that he wrote to all the churches while he was in prison. So his ministry didn't just extend to his, his epistles, his letters that ended up in, in the New Testament, but also his witness to Romans, to pagans, wherever he was. And I'm going to end with this prayer for you. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of the glory in Christ Jesus. Seek Jesus. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, you don't know what to say to invite him into your heart. There's a prayer in the show notes or you can click on over to my blog and there's a link there to a page. How how to invite Jesus into your heart. That's the only way to salvation through Jesus. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, But know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes 
and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.